week's episode of My First Sketch at MyFirstSketch.com. I'm Josh Hyam. As always, feel free to subscribe to the show on iTunes or on SoundCloud, and you can get it automatically. If you use the Stitcher app, you can find the show there as well. Uh, like the podcast on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MyFirstSketch. Email me at Josh at MyFirstSketch.com, or you can follow me on Twitter at MyFirstSketch. We are about three weeks away from My First Sketch Live during Philly Podfest, July 23rd at 4.30 p.m. at the Philly Improv Theater's second stage, the upstairs stage. My guest that day will be the incredible shrinking man Jackie, and tickets are available at myfirstsketch.com slash July 23. But today's guest is Max Sittingfield. He's currently a member of the Worst Generation Fitz Video House team, and he's one of the creators of Shark Tank, the final episode. Shark Tank, the final episode, will take place at Good Good Comedy on July 7th and 8th, 7 p.m. each night, Friday and Saturday, and tickets are available at goodgoodcomedy.com slash Shark Tank. The sketch he brings with him today is called Dasani. It was written for Iron Sketch Battle Water, which took place in September of 2014, and I know that because Max and I were teammates. For the reading, Max plays the Water Dude, and yes, that's actually the character's name in the script, and I play the Customer. So let's go to the sketch. Customer walks up to Wawa beverage cooler display and reaches to grab a Dasani water bottle. Hey man, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Not looking for any trouble here, sir. Just trying to buy some water. Too late. Looks like trouble found you, friend. What if I told you that Dasani is just tap water? Yeah, I've heard that before. And you still drink it? Just another mindless drone. Excuse me, but I am not a mindless drone. I check Robert Reich's Tumblr daily. Okay, okay. I respect that. But are you ready to dig a little deeper? See where the real corruption festers? So they bottle tap water. I'm a Reich man. We're big, we're big picture people. Sure. It's the Sani Aquafina's racket, but the water gets murkier the deeper you go. Okay, so uh, what about Poland Springs? Their whole name is a lie. Springs? It's just common groundwater in Poland. My man, it's from fucking Poland, Maine. That's the most boring state in this goddamn union. I knew it was from Maine. Well, what about the groundwater part? All right, I guess. I know Fiji's water is not from Maine, though. Yeah, you're right, you're right. It is from Fiji. The same Fiji that was basically held hostage by those water Visigoths when they tried to raise the cost of their water above the current price of one-third of a cent per liter. All right, man, all right. So what can I drink that's cold, cruelty-free? Fruit 2.0. Really? They don't do anything evil? In bottled water, as in life, flavor means everything, which is why every bottle of Fruit 2.0 is overflowing with all-natural, all-delicious, all-whatever-you-want-them-to-be-flavors that liven up both our classic and sparkling waters. What are you talking about? At Fruit 2.0, we invented the first water with flavor in it, and it's still the only thing we do. For Christ's sakes, you work for them? We are dedicated to making delicious, naturally flavored waters. Flavors with as much personality and character as the people who love them. Strawberry, watermelon, cucumber lemon, peach, and other delicious flavors you've loved your whole life. It's what we love to do. Yeah, okay. Let me get that cucumber lemon one. (laughs) 
Hey everybody, I'm stepping in here again because while we recorded this, something happened and the audio became, well, ruined. There was a pop about four minutes in and then there was loud static over the rest of the interview when I came back home and started editing. I was able to get a ton of the static out, but there's still a bit there every once in a while, every few words. Uh, so I do apologize for the audio being way worse than normal, but believe me, it started out in even worse shape. So here's my chat with Max. Hey, Max. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell me where this idea came from. Um, okay. <laughs> it was a little while ago. I don't remember exactly when we wrote, when I wrote this. We, it was kind of a collaborative thing, I think, because it was part of the Iron Sketch. Um, but this was, de- it definitely was your first draft. Like you came, like, you came in with this idea. Yeah, I had the idea. Okay, yeah. so that's uh, good enough to be yours. I think it's the thing, like, I noticed... Uh, so I'd heard at some point that thing that like, it's just it's tap water Yeah. that, and I think I was, I noticed that I was someone who like, liked to point that out. Mm-hmm. Like I was too proud of that fact. And at first I got some validation Like people would be like, Oh cool. That's good to know. <laughs> but then I kept doing it long past when everyone already knew that. Uh, so yeah, we I, get it. So I think I just like noticed that it's an annoying uh, thing that I do. Yeah. My... My strategy with bottled water now is to get as big as possible. Like, yeah, never buy like a small bottle in the store. Yeah. Just like you know, just go straight for like the liter and a half. Like, yeah, pretend to be more hydrated than everyone else. That's good. So uh, that's not just a total racket anymore. Yeah. Well, you're. It's less wasteful per sip. I don't know. I like to think so. <laughs> There's something there. Okay, so we had met, and this the sketch that this is that we just read uh, was for Iron Sketch. Yeah. Battle water. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2014. I think. That sounds right. That sounds um, right. Uh, because, and I've had a lot of the people that have, were on the other teams of that show because a lot of, like, I don't know if you remember, but a lot of the people that were in that actually have gone on and, like, um, Courtney Painter, mm-hmm. uh, Jack O'Keefe. There's, I'm just, okay. I, I know there's more and I'm just completely forgetting. Um, but even two is like a super high hit. <laughs> yes, that is a pretty good ratio. <laughs> okay, so uh, so we were on the group. I forget what we called ourselves. I forget what our name was. Uh, that's for the best, probably. Um, Rob Banowitz was our mentor. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, Emily Moore, mm-hmm. really funny person. Yeah. Joe Moore's wife, Dot's mom. Most uh, famous is Dot's mom, I think. <laughs> and who was the fourth? I keep I keep uh, blanking uh, on her Lizzie name. Lizzie Burroughs. Okay, Lizzie Burroughs. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we did Iron Sketch Battle Water. We lost. Yeah, I think we came in a um, uh, like a proud second. I think so because I thought it was a, we had a pretty good set. Like yeah. I didn't get to see anyone else's, so I yeah, just had yeah. like. All right, so tell me. Uh, so you're the guy that tells everyone that bottled water isn't you know really spring water or fancy. Or... I mean, there's more to me than that, but yeah, that's most. Of, that's a big part of it. <laughs> um. So let's go all the way back to the beginning. What made you laugh growing up? What were what was your comedy fandom growing up? Um, what did I like growing up? Uh, I loved Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved uh, Mel Brooks, Marx Brothers, Honey Python. A lot of those stuff were like things my dad was big into. Mm. What would have been your favorite Mel Brooks movie? Uh, at a certain point, it would have been Spaceballs. Okay. I've actually seen that kind of recently. Holds up through the sheer force of nostalgia. Yeah. 
Um, but I also mean I love the history world part one. I remember being funny. It's kind of like I remember seeing that one toy. I know I've seen clips in just three certain yeah, because it's like just little bits and sketches of, um, see, I, my first experience with Mel Brooks, and the only experience with Mel Brooks for a while, was, uh, Robin Hood Men and Tights. And for whatever reason, that was on TV a lot, and I, like, so I didn't know Spaceballs until I was in the, my, you know, teen years, but I'm also not a Star Wars kid. Yeah. So a lot of the, you know, the Spaceballs jokes might have missed the actual parody part of it, like I'm the same way. Uh, I loved it, but I didn't. I'm not a Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. and I have a my I have a current. This is actually not super. This is like a more recent version of my Dasani thing. Mm-hmm. I was telling everyone that Airplane, which is like, yeah, I mean the funny thing. I Airplane, Airplane Two, nothing makes me laugh harder. Those and this is my thing. Like, oh, wait, you should know this thing that I that Roman already knows. Uh, it was like originally a parody the same way like scary movie was yeah but it referenced stuff that i never saw yeah so to me it's just like a surreal yeah jokes yeah because but it's as like lowbrow as not in the two movie or yeah, because airplane's like 80 81 ish and throughout the 70s there's all these disaster movies yeah of i think there's like airport 77 like there's sure yeah yeah it's totally true like but you don't know other you don't know old the only stuff that you know as old is the good stuff that lasts. Yeah. You know your childhood's yeah. bad stuff, but no bad stuff from before. It's interesting to think about that, how the, the parody of something has outlived oh, yeah. the original. I wonder, I wonder how much that's true about like, other things. I mean, Spaceballs hasn't outlived Star Wars. <laughs> Rob, yeah. Men in Tights hasn't outlived. But that's because they were parodying successful things. Right. Yeah, like um, things that were not just the very bad of movie. Um, yeah, I'd say Star Wars was like very, very popular. <laughs> I would. Yeah, I'm not an expert. So. I think it was very, very. Um, you mentioned Saturday Night Live and watch like who? I ask everybody who was your favorite cast member, or is your favorite cast member? Oh, I mean, I was, I was great. Will Ferrell hit me. Um, I think that was prime. I got like a little tail end on like Comedy Central repeats of yeah. earlier stuff of me, you know. Hartman or Sandler, they kind of, yeah. But I think Will Ferrell was like, I mean, probably everyone's favorite, but Will he Ferrell came up a lot. He came yeah. around, yeah. Another not expert opinion, he's pretty popular, but I think mean, he was incredibly used to, yeah. Um, okay, so we're both bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, watching what your dad watches, and then what? what's your introduction to? doing comedy like where do you start where do you do you do high school plays do you do no i think i played it i think in like third grade i played a non-speaking role of like the emperor in a something but no that was because every Just, single person was in the was in, right was in the production class production you have to everyone's there mm-hmm. um so how do you find out about comedy or do you start with philadelphia how yeah do you, how do you find out about improv and comedy in philadelphia uh, I mean, I love comedy, so when, um, so I'd like, you know, know about actors and their background, how they got like, so I always knew about like Beckham City and Brownlee. And then when, um, when UCB people started popping up everywhere, I, that kind of caught my attention. Mm-hmm. And then I had a buddy in New York, like two years after college, 
who I visited and get wind. He took took a bunch of us to a UCB show and I saw an uh, improv group called Death by Ruru. As the first, I'd seen like short from improv before, mm-hmm. both in college with a short from I saw and then long and then uh, who's on to anyway, so. Yeah. And I, I, I liked all those things, but I never went, I never had the like, urge to do it. Right. Then I saw Death by Ruru and I was like, I don't know, made me laugh so hard and I just like, oh, get class. Uh, do you remember anyone that was in that Death by Ruru? Like, is there anyone that has transcended um, yeah, that group was like around for a long time, but some of them I remember from the first show, like at the time I had no idea who they were, mm-hmm. but then as I got, you know, very improv nerdy and started like learning about who people were, I'm like, oh yeah, that's who that was. Uh, it was Neil Casey, who's like a writer for SNL mm-hmm. and he was in the... I think he's, um, on, he's working on the present show now. He was the, yeah. the, the bad guy of the first half of the new Ghostbusters mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Um, I remember him. I remember John Gambling. Who I think is still today the funniest person I've ever seen do anything live. Um, I think Mike Bill, and there were more than that. But I don't. Those are the three who like I could piece together later. I remember their faces. Yeah. It, uh, John Gimelin. I feel like he hasn't hit his big role with like yet. Yeah. Because um, I know I know the name. I I I know the face. I couldn't tell you what he's done on TV or anything. I know he has done yeah. bit parts here and there, and he's just waiting for his big spot, I think. Yeah. Um, and that Mike still, I've never, I don't know that name at all. Um, anyway. Okay, so what gets you to do it? Um, I think I, all, I probably always kind of wanted to. I remember in college I had friends who did, who were both in the short form team at my school and also did sketch at college like in the club mm-hmm. and I, I, uh, I, I didn't have the, you know, uh, guts to do it. Um, but I had a part of me like secretly was like, maybe I'll just like have you say, Hey Max, you're in. Like, I was like waiting for something, <laughs> but I, I didn't have, I, I was too, you know, insecure about mm-hmm. it or self-esteem or whatever, um, to, to try out. But I did definitely like, secretly wanted to and then I saw that show and I was like that looks like a lot of fun um they weren't like doing crazy action I was like that's out of my reach Maybe they were funnier than I am or was but, but it was more realistic it was more yeah and then there was something to taking the class at fit I'm like I, no one's gonna know me in this class pick yeah. one class if it's bad it's bad I'm out yeah or just if I tried out for the sketch team with my friends and I was terrible I'd be like embarrassed right and sure, that absolutely. Like a, that the, was a blocker for me. The um, the safety of strangers, like right, yeah. But I mean, even then, I was nervous. I was always nervous for class, but I, but I really liked it. All right, so, uh, sketch one. I mean, improv one hundred and one because you start with improv. Mm-hmm. Who's the first? Who's the first instructor? Um, I had Greg Mond. Okay, I saw that he was the founder of the theater. So I'm like, oh, I'll take a class with him. Well, he's probably the best vet at this point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, two and you've gone through everything. So let's go through the whole yeah. two hundred one. I had Nick Gillette for 201, had Mike Marbach for 301, and Kristen Shear for 401. And then did you do the conservatory? No, that wasn't. Uh, that, or that, that's that a relatively a recent. That came a little bit later. I, I still could, but I just. You're, you're established. It's fine. I, I mean, I still would. It's, <laughs> it's just, you know, if I wasn't doing other things, I would just get out. Um, look at teachers and stuff. And you. Uh, I mentioned before we were, uh, you did do a sketch 101. 
Yeah, I, I eventually, after doing improv for a while, Buddy posts Sketch 101 and Sketch 201. Okay. And I forget where Iron Sketch fell in that, if it was before 101 or between the two. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, who was the Iron, the 101? 101 was uh, Brian Kelly with okay. the Joe Moore Shadow. Okay. So, you know, so it was right before Joe started. Double, double, double right there. Um, and then uh, Paul Frigg. Uh, and I generally ask this of everyone that's gone through the program in, in Philadelphia, and this is a mostly Philly-based thing. Uh, was there anyone in any of those classes that are still, like, collaborators or people that are involved? Yeah. Um, I forget which one they were in, but um, in one of my classes was Joe Tuesday, who does improv and I think some sketch stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he does some sketch, but he was like a one-person sketch show or something. Yeah, uh, I didn't see I don't see any shows. I'm very careful. Uh uh, Joe Tuzzi was in one class. Um, Evan Don was in one of my sketch classes, who's now on Worst Generation with me. Okay. Um, he makes us look like a lot. He's like a lot of cool video stuff. Makes mm-hmm. him look way cooler than we are. Um, all the promo stuff is that looks good. <laughs> all the rest, I don't know who that is. Um, uh, I think Jack O'Keefe was in a class. Jeff Hartman. I don't know if anyone else who's still doing stuff within those classes. That might be it. Okay. Um, and then, so you do the four improv, you do the curriculum. What's your first, like, improv team? I formed a indie team with some friends after maybe 301 okay. or 201. Um, it started with Martha Cooney uh, and someone named Megan Shaw, who does some comedy stuff anymore. Uh, and then we kind of added people we had met in our other classes. We were all in 201 together. Yeah. And we kind of, I think after 201, kind of added people we had found and made friends of, you know, of those people. Maybe they knew someone good. Sure. And we did something called Kid Twist. Okay. I remember that being a thing. Yeah. We were around for a little while. Um, and then you eventually get a house. Can you get what came first? So have you been on multiple house teams or? Yeah. Uh, I was on Davinger. Okay. Um, uh, it was the first thing I was ever cast on. Were you original to Davinger? Like, yeah, we never added anybody. Okay, um, that team kind of. That was like I think that was, that team was around like two years. The same. Okay. Uh, who won Davinger? Or like, who's the director? Who like? Yeah, uh, Maggie Keegan was the director. Um, people in it were uh, Hillary Kissinger, who moved to New York, Dan Corkery, Alex Newman, Kevin Pettit. Nick Mira, who moved to Seattle, uh, Pete Sumner, uh, Brian Rumble, Jessner. Okay, so so that's my memory of Davinger. Is that's like 2013-ish? Like, is that? I mean, that's that's going back a little bit further than I really remember. Like, yeah, that must have been nice. Like, or even like. 2012 maybe i think we got cast in 2012 yeah because wasn't that um now we're like kind of played awful memory game wasn't it davinger and hot dish yeah. okay yeah because i knew hot dish because uh chris coletta yeah was in a sketch group with me for a while yeah. and, and on kid twist okay okay because all right so that's a nice little bit of timeline so okay so you've been doing improv for a decent chunk of time now yeah um okay so davinger has about a two-year run. What's next? Um, then 
scavenger. Uh, I was doing a bunch of things at Figment. Right. Um, uh, so I was on Triple Double for like two years. I also had a run. I mean, Maggie did a duo show called Max and Maggie. Right. For the length of Figment, pretty much. Um, and then it's occasionally still pops up every once in a while. You guys will play together. Yeah. And... Yeah. Yeah, we did stuff at like Dual Duel with Comedy Sports, and we had a little run a month. I think called a residency at Good Good. Yeah. Like a couple months ago. So yeah, we'll we'll pop up here and there, but we played like every week for however long that was a year. Um. Yeah, and then I did yeah, so I was doing Triple Double and Max and Maggie. Uh. And then maybe a year and a half ago, I joined Big Baby. Okay. Who were two had already. Years before I joined. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then in this incarnation, because we're recording this right before you go, you're going to a big baby show. Yeah. In about a half hour or so. Uh, who's on Big Baby now? Because it's they do a weekly, right? Yeah. Big baby weekly every... Tuesday night, yeah. Big Baby in the future. Mm-hmm. So who's Big Baby now? Yeah. Uh, our like regular people these days are myself, um, Andrea Susnick, Frank Farrell. Katrina, how, how, Hunter, Cephas, uh, and then with occasional pop-ins from people who are either out of town or very busy, including Meredith Weir, who'll be there tonight, and uh, uh, Bob Moore, who sometimes pops in. I know some of those names. Cool. Um, All right, so... What what else is your like experience of doing sketch? You you did Iron Sketch with me. We lost. Didn't continue. We're not bitter about it at all. I, I'm not. I mean, I'm a little bitter, but it's it's mostly it's mostly the bitterness becomes because I didn't see the other sets. You, like you know that like, relieves me of bitterness on the opposite. Like, oh, I, they it must have been great. Oh, I I, totally, I I see that idea. I do. I, that's not how my mind works, though. But like, bliss for me. Um, they must. Oh, they must have killed it. Everything is fair. Yeah. The world is just. Okay, um, and that's fine, I suppose. Um, but you're now a member of the Porsche Generation. Yeah. Or like, so tell me about that experience of what? What did you submit for Porsche Generation? Um. I submitted just four copies of this Dasani water sketch. <laughs> no. Your ten pages was just the one sketch <laughs> yeah, over and over yeah. again. Um, no, I did submit. I think I maybe submitted. I maybe submitted one sketch that I had done in classes because mm-hmm. I hadn't written a ton of sketch, even like between. The, I probably wrote a couple of things outside of that class. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I wrote four or five sketches that weren't for the class. Right. But I forget what the packet was exactly, but it was, you know, however many just pitches and then full sketches. Um, and then uh, Force Generation rolls out maybe like seven or eight videos. Mm-hmm. And then I hear that you had gotten, you all were trying to figure out how to do a series. Yeah. Um, so first off, of the eight that were out, that have come out, did, did, are any of them like your first draft? Any of like your pitch, or, or are you going to claim it's more collaborative than that? No, I mean it's definitely you do like feedback and it's collaborative, but we come in with pitches. Um, the two that were mine that we've released are one called Alien Abduction that I wrote, and 
the narrators of narration. Okay. Um, alien abduction, that's the one. Is that the, the, the two friends laying down on the grass? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll do them that. Uh, me and Rob Lissiani. Okay. I'm completely blanking on everything I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the narrators of narration was the uh, looking through the like the fern in that the living room. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So working on this year, like I haven't talked to any of the worst generation since it debuted. Really, uh, mm-hmm. I talked to um John and Pat on the podcast way, way, way long ago. Uh, how is the worst generation working now after you, uh, from what I understand, you attempted this ambitious project and it didn't go for whatever reason, whether it was like budgetary or. Um, yeah, we spent a while and we were very excited about it. We still have like, what's our final draft? Like pretty deep drafts of all the, of a couple, maybe six or seven episodes of this kind of web series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it just didn't go because of production cost, production considerations like I know me, I don't keep any inside myself, but I didn't have any producing background. Mm-hmm. So I would like write without any thought to right. anyone but my own imagination. And, and yeah, and, uh, and that's, yeah, that's something that you definitely learn. Oh, sure. Video. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Quick, it's selfish. It's a number of things <laughs> that, that I'll take full uh, accountability for. But yeah, so I think because of that, we just like kind of uh, wrote ourselves out of yeah. scope. I don't know if it's right. But, um, so it didn't go for that. So then we just, so we've recently been um, just, Going back to just one-off sketches mm-hmm. um, and writing and filming. A couple of them I've, I saw some rough cuts of uh, that look great, really exciting. But we're going to get back to doing that mm-hmm. uh, releasing regular sketches as well. Uh, is it? So I think I saw a photo. Like, is there any new additions to The Worst Generation? Um, yeah, since our initial round, important. Um, okay, because I, yeah. I saw her in a picture. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, yeah, Courtney came on as a writer. Um, uh, Taylor Plunkett Clemens came on as a uh, producer. Yeah. Um, uh, I think Angelina, I'm going to say Christina, although I bet that's her middle name. Right, know, that's her, her like, like, name, name or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, Angelina Christina something, Barcelona. Um, she, <laughs> uh, she probably hates that. <laughs> I love it. Good, <laughs> good, good. Uh, <laughs> uh, she came on as another, I think, uh, director editor okay. or something like that. Um, and how's that, like, has that been fulfilling for you to uh, stretch that muscle compared to improv and Yeah, uh, yes, it's it's very cool. Um, uh, I love improv, but I think it, many people who do it hit a certain point where you're just like, okay, this is fun, but it's a little frustrating, the, the you know, disappearing nature of it. So right. I think it's pretty common to want to find some outlet to yeah, create comedy that exists beyond the stage, right? Because that that disappearing outlet, I mean, that disappearing nature of improv is why I've never gotten into it. Like, yeah, you know, saying something funny and like it it bothers me to no end that like and this is just you know my pet peeve that the house teams don't do a sketch run. I mean, you have all this material, you generate all this yeah. material over the time. I think back in the day, Asteroid mm-hmm. had had done sketches based on things and i was just like doing this like you're you're generating stuff like yeah work on it do more please like yeah no i hear you and i think also outside voices maybe did a sketch show i think yeah i think you're right yeah but i i also think not everyone 
uh, like improv is really fun. Mm -hmm. Like practicing improv is fun. Doing shows improv is fun. Uh, especially once you're kind of like more confident at your own ability. Mm -hmm. um, not, so I think every stage of improv is fun at this point. Not every step of writing is fun. Right. right. Like that first draft can be really fun. Right. Editing can be less fun. Yes. So, so the, the idea of uh, the, the change between fun to worth, like, definitely comes in and play yeah. when you start writing. So I'm guessing that's a blocker. For I'm like, sure. If you're not, sure. If, if the reason you're doing this is like purely a hobby and for fun, um, I could, like, if someone's like, I don't really want to write because it's, I don't know, doing more work and things. I believe yeah, I suppose. I'm sure no one would mind if you came and transcribed shows and <laughs> like hit. <laughs> I feel like that'd be a few of you'll get that. I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit like intellectual property. Sure. Yeah. Issues. Um, I don't know. I'd feel skeevy doing that. Uh, oh, I meant like with their permission. Uh, sure. But either way, sure. it's like a nightmare. Um, permission or not. Okay, so I invite you on because of uh, the Shark Tank show that I'm super intrigued about because I don't know what you guys are doing, <laughs> but there's enough people in it that I trust and I find funny that yeah. I'm excited for it. So tell me about Shark Tank finale or whatever the extra title of yeah. it is. Um, I wrote with Sean Egan like this, um, something called Shark Tank, the final episode uh, that we're putting up July 7th and 8th. Video comedy, further dates, TBA, uh, and uh, it's essentially a uh, live episode of this reality show Shark Tank that I really like. Okay. And Sean has never seen, but I really like that. <laughs> um, and really trying to treat like a real show. Like we have the previously on, we have we filmed um, commercials for it, mm -hmm. and essentially product parodies. So we kind of we filmed I think eight commercials so we kind of made a sketch show that we put within a fictional reality show great that's uh so yeah we want to like seem like a whole thing we even have um we're gonna have a warm-up comic like i don't think reality shows have this but if you go to like a live sitcom taping we'll have a warm-up comic come out kind of like, i would do, imagine do crowd work. shark tank would have something always i say because, shark tank doesn't because of how it's set up it yeah is a... wait is there an audience i don't think so that's what i'm saying we're stretching on this I don't think there's an audience, but we like the idea. I thought this was a fun idea. Um, so having Ari Fishbein do that uh, okay. and kind of gave him free reign. Um, and it sounds like he's planning. It was very funny. So I'm excited. To uh, yeah. But it, it, it's a, it, it's almost a straight parody of Shark Tank. Like, or at least you're using that framework. Yeah. I mean, essentially, it's we're like using that structure to create a sketch show mm -hmm. within it, kind of. Because... Uh, I mean, each product pitch is kind of a sketch. Yeah, a absolutely. Game or whatever. Um, we just have the sharks of the thing that stayed throughout it. So I was about to say, do you, do you have your sharks? Is that like a thing that's going to rotate or? Yeah, no. The cast is uh, is pretty stable because <laughs> there's a lot. It's an hour show. So it's, it's a lot to learn. Yeah. So uh, all right. So who are the sharks? If uh, you don't mind. No, it's on the poster. I don't mind at all. Uh, I guess I mean, I've, I've, I've seen the cast, but I've never seen like the the. Yeah. No, I don't mind at all. Um. Uh, yes, we have Molly Scullion playing okay. Lori Grenier. Uh, you're all real sharks. She's the queen of QVC. She held over 1,000 patents, okay. according to the opening credits of Shark Tank, <laughs> which I know and Sean does not. Um, uh, we have, Did you at least make Sean like watch a couple episodes, or is he, he just going blind? Like, he's seen like moments for tone, okay, and he's seen like 
the opening credits and stuff for editing, so some editing stuff to make it sound good. Uh, and he knows the music by heart because I do it all the time because it's <laughs> very catchy. So, uh, but he still never watched the full episode or not even like, significant chunks either. <laughs> Uh, I think in our, he made it, he crafted a, like a press release to send to like event listing stuff. And in that, he says, uh, I've never seen an episode of Shark Tank. Uh, it's a point of pride, which I think it definitely is. Uh, All right, so Molly. Molly is Lori Grenier. Okay. Um, although I don't think their last names are ever said, so it might not matter. So, but, well, it's fine. Molly is Lori Grenier. Uh, David Janella is uh, Damon John. Rob O'Neill is Mark Cuban, who's the one person I actually have heard of. Yeah. And uh, Frank Farrell is Robert Bergevin. Okay. I don't know which one that is, but I know there's like three other dudes. Like, I know who yeah. Laurie is. I know who Mark Cuban is. Yeah. Damon, you know, obviously. Like, yeah. uh, but I, you know, there's like four other guys that just rotate to me. Like, yeah, there's like six of them. We tried to include more originally, we wrote it. We're like, oh my God, forget it. Yeah, because I think there's only four at a time. Like, or five sometimes. Four, yeah. Like, I hate to be a real fan who nitpicks, but it could be five sometimes. But you can always throw Santa that out there. Ashton Kutcher said in the fits. Uh, yeah, because um, wasn't like another athlete or something. Just maybe. Yeah, but they try. They do some like stunt casting to get yeah. people in. Although you know, Mark wild and obnoxious enough to be the athlete anyway. Mark Cuban's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Um, and then so you've written all these other characters to pitch the ideas. Yeah, and that's sounds fun. You've got a pretty good like rest of the cast of it like yeah i saw jim Graham was involved joe moore just did it this off like awfully weird turtle shell <laughs> yeah. commercial like yeah i think we counted up and between in terms of like everyone who helped us work on this like between the live cast cast from film stuff people who have directed or mm. produced any segments people who have helped us with our website or uh, or graphics and animation you have like I think almost 50 people have helped us with Wait, 15? 50. 50. 50. Five zero. That's done like very smaller things. Uh, like, that, that's too many. It's insane. <laughs> it doesn't a, make any sense. That's a lot. None of this makes sense. Um, wow. Uh, so what else are you doing other than, although Shark Tank sounds like a... And because in Shark Tank, you, there's also the possibility of recurring. Like, you don't have to do that same show. Is Friday going to be different than Saturday? No. The, these shows yeah. are the same. But um, then, you you know, two months down the road, you can write a whole new yeah. set. Shark Tank is a oasis that never ends. And, you know, throw in a new, a new shark or mm -hmm. or if you want to be British, a dragon. Because it's, it's in, uh, in Britain, it's Dragon's Den oh. is the name of the show. That's a good name. Good name for um, I know that because I just... I, Binge watch this whole uh, British quiz show over weekend over the weekend. Uh, the Big Fat Quiz. Okay, it's fantastic, and everyone should watch it. Big uh, Fat Quiz. Big Fat Quiz. Uh, they they do yearly ones, and then they did a couple decade ones. Uh, Roger Iowati's. Uh, usually they do a couple decades. Um, like they did a Big Fat Quiz of the '80s, Big Fat Quiz of the '90s. Oh, but not in the '80s. Right. No. Okay. But like Roger Iowati was one of the. Yeah. the he's nice. just fantastic and hilarious. Noel Fielding was on. Um, he's Mighty Boosh. Uh, if you've watched the IT crowd, he's Richmond. I've heard of both of those shows. I don't know. Just, you know, funny British people. And then occasionally, like, Kristen Shaw shows up. Oh, great. And uh, Chelsea Peretti. Uh, she's my favorite. <laughs> so it's it's weird and fun. Um, and they're, like, two hours long, but they're just 
Fantastic. I saw Chelsea Freddy once at Helium. Mm-hmm. I went with a, a friend got tickets. And I think every time I've ever gone there, I just got the kind of general admission mm-hmm. seats. Yeah, because um, you don't need to sit up front. Yeah, I mean, the place is like nice, like small in a good way. You, you feel close either way. And she got tickets. And I, I have this uh, huge crush and combined with the really visceral fear of Chelsea Freddy. She's too funny and biting for me to handle. <laughs> and we were sitting front row. And uh, all I was trying to do was, like, how can I sit to draw the least attention so she won't make fun of me? <laughs> all I, like, I could barely pay attention. I was like, don't let her notice. I'm Don't cross your arms, Matt, because she'll call it. She'll make fun of you. Very self-conscious. Like, I want her to like me so much and couldn't stand for her to be mean to me. Oh, <laughs> um, painful. All right, so you've been doing uh, improv and, and a little bit of sketch here and there for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, what keeps you doing it? Oh, I mean, I mean, you mentioned it was fun, but yeah, it's the most fun. Um, I mean, I met, I, I have like a lot of friends who I've met from this, who I, you know, who are great people I like so much. Um, but it's just, I mean, improv's still really fun for me. Mm-hmm. Doing it for whatever six years or something, five years, it's still so much fun. Um, and writing is the newer thing, so I still get the the new person fun out of that. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't, I'm not like it hasn't completely switched to work and. Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm like, I don't think I'm even good at it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I think I'm funny, but I, like, there's so much, I mean, especially for sketch, I just, I feel like there's so much more that I master. Um, and improv, too, but improv at this point is a lot of it's just like having fun with people I really like. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, I mean, you mentioned that you're relatively new to the writing side of it. Uh, do you have any, uh, like... But I want to preface, Sean's not. The show's going to be really good. Right. Sean's been writing forever. So even though I'm new, Sean's very, very right. good at it. The show will be very good, at least because of and it's, that it's, experience. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I have no doubts about the show. Like I, When I heard about it, I was like, oh, okay. And I, when I saw, all right, Max and Sean, okay, that's a good pair. And then I saw the cast, I was like, okay, that's going to be like, yeah, we're, I'm okay. You don't have to sell me on Shark Tank. Yeah. Um, but what's something that you've learned from comedy that you could pass on to someone that's new to the scene, new to the... Like about comedy? Or, or if you've learned something about life, if you, you know, something existential, oh, yeah. we can do that too. Um, I mean, this, I, I've never said this out loud before, it's, it's terrifying, but uh, uh, the thing I learned about improv and life that I was bad at doing in both situations mm-hmm. um, is that, like, in an improv scene or show, like, it's all about just making choices. You can determine your reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something about life that I never, that like took me a while to kind of feel comfortable doing it. Instead of letting life come to you, you can make choices that affect life. Sure. Um, and I, it's so embarrassing that I learned that through improv, which is insane. Like, what a terrible way to learn. But I mean, no, no, I don't want any, I don't want anything saying that's not the worst. It's not like you're like 47 years old coming up like upon that realization. No, like, I just wish I got it in like therapy or something. Yeah. Like a, a, a professional way of gotten that versus like, I learned that lesson because one time I decided to, you know, be a dog and <laughs> jump up and down really fast. Or something. Meanwhile, you're paying a therapist and I'm not getting anything out of it. Yeah. No. Becoming a dog on stage is the very helpful moment. Um, yeah. Learning that was something for sure. That's reasonable and deep. And <laughs> yes. I don't think we can top that. Maybe not. All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Check out Shark Tank, the final episode at Good Good Comedy, July 7th and 8th.
Both of those shows start at 7 p.m. It's a Friday and a Saturday. And tickets are available at goodgoodcomedy.com slash Shark Tank. You can also see Max on Tuesdays at Fit when Big Baby and the Future play at 9 p.m. More information about that at fitcomedy.com. Don't forget, my first sketch live during Philly Podfest is coming July 23rd at 4.30 p.m. at Philly Improv Theater's second stage. My guests that night will be the incredible shrinking Matt and Jackie. Tickets are 5 bucks and are available at myfirstsketch.com slash July 23. My First Sketch is a Philly Sketchfest production. You can find out more information at phillysketchfest.com or on Twitter at phlsketchfest. Also, for more information about comedy in Philly in general, head to watercooler.com. The music on this episode is by the band Nono, which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. Like my first sketch on Facebook. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Go see some comedy.